This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I would cry. Go for it. Just make sure you're recording because that's content, Kyle. Don't want to waste it, okay? <laughs> Do we post that to TikTok or Instagram? Uh, both. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Be sure to grab a good seat. The finale is almost here. The hype for Pokemon Go at the World Championships treats us to a fun event. Pikachu with a Shaman-inspired scarf? I'll be the judge of that. Rest in peace, Bug Out 2022. You will be missed. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast. This is episode 203. We're recording on August 20th. Yet another, no, I can't say that. It's a Saturday morning? morning. Question mark? Yeah, it's 11 11. Make a wish. My wish is that we record before noon one day and look, it came true. I'm your host, Chris. And as always, I'm joined by my co host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. How are you doing this morning? I'm alive. Yeah? I'm, I'm alive. Slightly tired. But. Slightly tired. See, this is actually the natural evolutionary place for radio show content to be is in the first <laughs> half of the day. You're supposed to be a little tired, you know, because it's a show and every performer is not quite at 100% before they do a show. That's just the rule of show business, you know, so <laughs> you're hating it, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's no different than recording right after a full day of work, is it? That's true. Yeah, it's it's either in the morning right before everything or like at nine o'clock at night after you're done closing and you yeah. just got home and haven't eaten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is a Pokemon Go podcast, not a podcast about our lives. Or is it? What a meta conversation to have sometime. Uh, but before we get started here, shout out to patrons, new patrons of ours. Shout out to Chris, Mao Out, Professor Tom Pokemon, Will, and Jaden. Thank you so, so, so much for your patronage and uh, for helping support the show in that way. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So we're going to review some goals. Here's the deal. (laughs) Kyle covered for me last week. We delayed that recording. We delayed recording this week. We delayed recording this week again, hence the Saturday morning. Um, And so we actually have two sets of goals to go over. We have a set of goals from episode 201, which is before the bug out event even began, which is hilarious. And then we set some goals for Community Day for Zigzagoon that we're going to go over as well that Kyle mentioned in the last episode. So we'll move pretty quick. Kyle, for your regular goals, non-Zigzagoon related, you wanted to finish the Daily Adventure Incense Research progress. uh, Yeah, I did that. that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) These are all like kind of going together. So you finished the, the research? Yes. Okay. You wanted to progress with your buddy to great buddy at least. Yeah, I've I've done that. Not a whole lot past it. I haven't been very good with my my buddy work. Well, it sounds like a goal setting opportunity for episode two hundred three. <laughs> uh, seven snapshot streaks. Yeah, yeah. You did that? 
Yeah. You did? Yeah. Don't be so coy about it. This is cause for celebration. This has been like three months in the making, dude. Yeah, now I just need like a million and a half experience to level 46. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 300 trades? Yeah, I did that. It's awful. I I hate it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I have like 500 more Dagna trades, though. I thought that. So a lot of the Mega Caesars that I got invited to were overseas and stuff for for remote raids. I've been saving all of them to trade for distance Uh trades. And I'm like, who am I? I look in the mirror. I don't even recognize myself. Uh, what about your Platinum Rising Star Medal? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got that like the day after we recorded yeah. that last episode. I think you only had like one or two left. Yeah, it was two it. more. I I think I did like a bar boach. Nice. Very nice. Uh, so for my, that's all of them, by the way. You finished all of your regular weekly goals. It's one, two, three, four, five, five out of five. Holy cow. We just need to give you an extra week, huh? Hey, I did all those before we recorded. I'm just giving you a hard time. You know the one time you like did everything, lots of hard work. I'm like, yeah, let's not record. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, for myself, I wanted to hatch 50 eggs. I did that. One million experience. I did that. Seven daily adventure incense. I didn't do that. It's kind of fell out of favor for me a little bit. I'll come back to that in a minute. Work on a new medal. I did that. And actually, I finished my platinum medals. They're all done uh, for a level 50 that I needed. It was the Great League veteran. Oh, my God. Yeah, I did. That. How many did yeah. you need? Like 50, 50 wins. So manage okay. that. Not okay. too bad. Uh, but Daily Adventure Incense has been kind of difficult for me because, like, uh, when I have a walk, I will go. And there's a lot of other competing things when I open up go for, like, my one or two times during the day to actually play that I want to do during the Daily Adventure Incense. So I have this issue. Where like I'll walk out the door and I'll throw on the daily adventure incense. But while I'm walking, people are sending me raid invites, which has more draw for me personally. But I have this internal value judgment that I have to make of do I want to continue maybe getting a young goose maybe or uh, with a very, very slight chance at not actually being able to catch a Galarian bird or do I want to hop into this Mega Caesar? And for me, nine times out of 10, the answer was Mega Caesar. So I think doing it every day is not going to be something that I want to do, depending on like the context, like whatever else yeah. is going on in the game around it. But it's an exciting new feature. And when Bug Out ended, <laughs> I did go out and do a regular walk, adventure, incense walk. So maybe it'll just be a cool tool for me, like during the gap between exciting events. Um, how do you feel about it? Have you been doing it at all, Kyle, or no? Not really. And it's for a similar reason. I think I might word it a little differently. For me, when you use an incense, you're committing to the focus of the game for those 15 minutes. And like that might not sound like that bad, but when there is so many different things to do in the game, depending on how much time you have to play, those 15 minutes of walking and catching, but the walking is the big one because you have to, you got to hoof it if you want to get value. Yeah. You know, what if I find a rocket grunt that I want to do? You know, God forbid. Or want (laughs) to feed berries to a gym. Or like, you know, literally any other activity that's in the game fights with priority for catching those Pokemon. Yeah, it really does. It does. And I mean, having the chase in Daily Adventure Incense is like the only thing that makes it really truly special and kind of like an endgame sort of filler item. So, you know, I wouldn't want to take that away from it, but it's not a big enough draw from a consistent reward structure in an event, like you're saying, you know? Yeah, it's it's good, but the kind of, like, commitment 
just doesn't make it very fun for me personally. I imagine there are some people who are actually really enjoying the reason to play for 15 minutes a day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think receiving a bombardment of raid, remote raid invites to Mega Caesar might have been a unique personal experience. Well, it's, uh, it's a unique <laughs> experience for for people like us in general, too. Yeah, yeah, but for sure. Thank you, by the way, for everybody who sent me throughout Bug Out so many raid invites for Mega Caesar <laughs> and Genesect. I was drowning in them, and you you're get, all wonderful. Did you get people. any Hundos? No, no Hundos, unfortunately. Do you have a Hundo Scyther, Caesar? I do not. Mm-mm. I have a 98% shiny. Same with Genesect. I mean, that's good. Shiny, that's that. I remember the Genesect. It's okay. not. It's not I, getting the Hundex tag though, man. I so. finally evolved my hundo scyther with this event i'm so jealous you know how many you know what hundos i keep getting though (laughs) cubone what i have like three (laughs) oh my god i i have three hundo zigzagoon regular not galarian oh oh (laughs) how useful oh my gosh i have i have one okay well let's talk about our goals for zigzagoon day but i've got a hundo galarian zigzagoon (laughs) <laughs> um, and it's it's a female, and I named it Jeannie Simmons. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so let me pull up our goals for Zigzagoon Community Day as well. Oh, by the way, so I got three out of four. You got a five out of five. Kyle, you killed me. Good job. <laughs> Good job. All right, so you wanted to set for Zigzagoon Community Day 1 million experience, 800,000 Stardust, and 20 Shinies. How did you do, sir? I beat the experience in Stardust, although not by a very large amount. Okay. And I got... 34 shinies wow <laughs> they just oh they my god coming how, <laughs> I was like, how long did you play you didn't play the extended period did you no i didn't that was only the three hours holy crud dude it's kind of this i'm gonna let you say your goals and then circle back but comment okay. about the three hour days it's kind of funny okay all right for myself, my shinies were, sorry, my goals included shinies. 30 of them I wanted to get, in fact. 1 million stardust, 3 million experience, and 300 excellent throws. The context for the excellent throws, and people are like, how are you counting those? Well, I'm on the final level challenge for level 50, and one of the tasks is get 999 excellent throws. And so I was able to count them by comparing my number before and after, obviously. Uh, I did do that. I did the 300 excellent throws. The 3 million experience, I actually got like 2.2 million. Um, I didn't really? Stick, yeah, I didn't stick it out till the very end. Um, I was still sick at this point in time. We were eventually going to meet up, but I wasn't feeling so good. So I just stayed at home. <laughs> Sorry, DeFi. We were planning on going yeah, out and was, hanging out with DeFi. Tragic. It, it was, was tragic. Bummer. Yeah. 1 million Stardust, I did that. That was easy peasy. And 30 Shinies, I actually only got 28. Oh. And I, and I tried, man. I really did. I was out there after the event ended, too, for like an extra two hours before I was like, I feel so bad. I've got to go home. <laughs> but no, it didn't It didn't work out for me. But I will say this, Kyle. I soloed one of those Linoon raids. Were you weather boosted? Yeah, I was weather boosted. That's, and that's I impressive. Used... It's a, it was a pretty difficult solo from what i saw or at least close it was down to five seconds and you know if i had actually had all level 50 machamps it probably would have been a healthy 20 or something like that but i don't i don't i have one and then i have a lot of them that are like close but not like those last like 10 power-ups you know that are really expensive so it was fun so let's talk really quick well well 
let's hop into the news first and then we'll talk about ZZ and Community Day overall. I'm okay. excited to hear about your experience because 34. Okay. Anyway, let's hop into the news. Yo, what up? It's the news. Okay. Enough of that. ZZ and Community Day. Kyle, 34 Shinies. What's the yeah. deal, man? Who are you? Well, first, first, let's talk about Bug Out real quick. Cause oh, we, we will. Let's finish ZZ and Community Day. You want, okay. Z- okay. I just wanted to point out that it's kind of funny because people are like, oh, no, three hours. It's not enough time to do stuff. And I understand that specific complaint. My, my primary complaint from six to three was I have to play at 11 a.m. versus playing like noon to three. But whatever. Yeah. Is if you've been a longtime listener or if you've gone back and listened to early episodes and you hear like, oh, yeah, we want five shinies, six shinies, you know. The shiny rates are not better now, despite what people may believe. We just have gotten better at playing the game. <laughs> and it's it's kind of wild to think I'm I'm playing, I played this community day in the exact same park that I played Squirtle Community Day from episode two. Yep. Way way back in the day. That day I got like five shinies, I think, and one shiny with sunglasses. And, you know, last week I got 34 shinies. Okay. So so we've gotten better at playing the game. Yes. But also spawn density has gone up. Sometimes. But, like, in park areas. In that park, that definitely has gotten at least, like, 40% more. Not not the uh, 300% you'd need to, to justify the shiny rate if you weren't accounting for skill difference. But, yes. But some stuff, like quick catching, is an absolute game changer in terms of your efficiency of play. And it really shows on days like this. And I just, I thought it was a a funny story to share of getting, I've been getting a lot of my coworkers to try and play Pokemon go. They're all on the other side. A lot of them are in high school. Hey, you kids, you guys play mobile (laughs) games. And some of them are playing on their own. Apparently kids in high school still playing a lot. They're talking about everybody they know playing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're they're like level 30, 35, somewhere in there. So they're playing. So like the, the thing about that, though, really to just kind of pop in is that cell phone usage is so much more ubiquitous and allowed in high schools. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, you know, our age group, maybe for me, because I'm like two years older than you. Right. But my sister, who's four years older than me, like they maybe had cell phones in high school. I had my first like Nokia in middle school. Right. My big like brick. And then. Like last year of middle school, I had a razor and then it was smartphone era, like right after that. And so like if you were lucky enough and or your parents <laughs> bought you a phone because they were really yeah. expensive, you weren't allowed to have them out. The kids oh, no, no, they no, have no, them out no. on their yeah. desks all the time. So like this is a great game to play during the day at school because all the spawns are shared. It's a conversation topic, you know, like mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, smartphones hit the scene right, right about my freshman year of high school, somewhere, mm-hmm. somewhere right around there. So, Pappy Jones, but dude. I was, I showed one of my coworkers, they're only like level 29. They just have just been enjoying Pokemon lately. Their favorite Pokemon is Joltik. Oh, Last okay. week, the, the spotlight hour was Joltik. I'm like, you get off work at 530, go down the street. There's great spawns. You'll have a good time. And then I showed them how to quick catch and blew their mind. They're like, what? And they text me after the spotlight hour and they're like, I started with six Joltik candy, was walking a Joltik for evolution, and now I have 1,100 candy. (laughs) 
that's and one so of just... community day rates right there. <laughs> like, <laughs> goodness. And so it's just, it's just moments like that that can show like the growth of some stuff to enhance your game and really bring it to the next level too. Yeah, definitely. It's that's wild. Look at you out there teaching the youth. Look at you <laughs> educating. Oh my gosh. All right. So Galarian Zigzagoon Day though, that was crazy. I can't believe you got that many shinies. That's insane. Yeah, it was great. It was great. It was. Did you find that you were having an easier time farming excellent throws uh, after you got into it? Were you thinking about it this time? Uh, I mean, sort of. I was like a 30% rate of excellent throws, which is not okay. great, but it's it was okay. All right. So that's a great segue into talking about bug out real quick. Yeah. Uh, bug out happened in the entire span of time that I wasn't able to get in front of a microphone and scream about it, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mega Caesar was a gift. I loved every second of the event. I got a shiny Pineco. I didn't get to play it as much as I wanted to grind for this event, but I did get to farm so many excellent throws. All right, so I got my platinum medal, the last one I needed for level 49. I dinged 49, by the way, which is important. I didn't share that. I'm very, very proud. And then continued to finish up every single requirement task for level 50, except for one. And it's the make 999 excellent throws, which started when bug out began for me. I now have 948 out of 999. That's very impressive. Uh-huh. But it's been focusing on it, dude. It's been great. I'm so close. But then after that, I just have, I think, 13 and a half million experience until level 50. And that's wow, it. Really? Already? I know, dude. What? I know. It's going to happen. That's a lot of experience you've gotten. Holy it's cow. It's going to happen a lot sooner than I anticipated. I'm very excited. But... uh Anyway, bug out was great. Loved every yeah. second of it. Kyle, how did you feel about bug out? How was your experience? Were you done with bugs uh, by the end of it? <laughs> no, actually, because I didn't really start playing until like almost four days in, three days in. Oh, okay. And by that point, I'm like, oh my god, I need all of the Caterpie and Weedle. <laughs> and I was like, this is great. They're every single spawn. Mm -hmm. Adding them to my tag for evolutions in the future. I know. What is this? 2022? It's still doing mass evolutions. <laughs> it's easy. I'm just going to sit here for the next hour with all of my Caterpie. I mean, to be fair, we just sit on Discord and do it anyways. But fair. Caught a shiny Venipede. So Ooh, yeah. Very, right. very happy about that. I just want to share that because, you know, new shiny. Chris didn't it. was like, it. I think, three hours before the event ended, too, like the last day. It was, it was the last day. day. Uh, yeah, it was the last day. Buzzer shiny. Very nice. And that's it. It was just, it was good. I did like two Mega Caesar have been working now on the mega level for my hundo and it's good. Nice. Nice. Also, before we move on from it, I do got to point out, they did give us a Shedinja. So that was, cool. they did. They also gave us one Scyther. Uh-huh. They sure did. <laughs> I, I just, did you laugh? I couldn't believe like, There's the boy. There he when is. I, when I finished that <laughs> research and it was a Scyther, I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> they know what they're doing over there. Come on. <laughs> the Shedinja was good, though. I'm, I was glad for it, even if mine rolled like trash. Uh, you know, whatever. It was it was accessibility was the, the concern I, I, that you had. I know, but I would like a hundo. Of be, course you would. Be what? Awesome. Who wouldn't? I would love. I, think I need uh, to add that to my list of trades for lucky friends. Yeah, I, I want a. Uh, I, I got to start saving my Shedinjas for lucky trades, too. Yeah. Anyway. Let's actually talk about some news, shall we? Oh, no. <laughs> We're like 11 minutes into the segment already. <laughs> okay. 
there's only one piece of news really because there's other there's two other pieces of news but they're going to be covered in the pvp corner segment with fish and DeFi. yes all four of us are here this week can you believe it wow all righty so the one piece of news that we're going to be covering is the pokemon go fest 2022 finale event details that were revealed via this blog post and it begins trainers this year, trainers around the world have experienced four Pokemon Go Fest events from the global experience that kicked everything off back in June. That feels like a lifetime ago, man. Oh my gosh. So the yeah. unique in-person events hosted in Berlin, Seattle, and Sapporo. But the fun isn't over yet. We're beyond excited to share more information on the fifth and final event, Pokemon Go Fest 2022 finale. On Saturday, August 27th, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. local time, trainers around the world are invited to join this special global event. Tickets for the Pokemon Go Fest 2022 finale event are available now for US 10.99 in the in-game shop and include access to special event gameplay on Saturday, August 27th. Please note, if you purchase a Pokemon Go Fest ticket for the main event on June 4th and 5th, you already have a ticket to this event. No additional purchase necessary. I believe it still shows up in your shop, so... Go yeah, check that, that's medals. a little bit confusing for sure. Go, go check your medals. But it's it's there so you can gift it to other people. That's that's why yes. it's in the shop. Yeah, we'll get to that. Oh, that's actually in this paragraph. Pokemon Go Fest is best experienced alongside friends and family. To encourage groups to play together, we're excited to announce a special discounted gifting option for ticket holders. All trainers who purchase a standalone ticket for the finale event or those who purchase a ticket for the global Pokemon Go Fest event in June will be able to gift up to three tickets for the finale event for the reduced price of US $4.99 each. Now, to me, huh. that's the way to do it. What do you think? Yeah, that's I mean, pretty, that, that, that's great. Yeah, that's good. Just, it's just positive, really. Mm -hmm. Well, if it's if it's worth it, let's see. The free experience. This is the stuff that everybody gets access to, regardless if you bought a ticket, were gifted a ticket, bought a ticket for an event three months ago, and now you have one. It doesn't matter. <laughs> On Saturday, August 27th, from 10 to 6 p.m. local time, all trainers can enjoy the following regardless if they have an event ticket. A short special research story. Take a snapshot during the event for a surprise. For the first time in Pokemon Go, you'll be able to encounter Shiny Muna if you're lucky. Finally. Shiny Isn't that Muna? Yeah. Is it, is it Muna? Whatever. We've been down this road before, man. Look, all I know is that I remember when it was introduced, you made... The joke of the mana on my mind and my mind on the mana. Yeah, that's right. So. I, did, I did. Yeah, <laughs> mana. I'm going to stick with it. It's probably Muno. You're probably right. But anyway. I actually I, have no idea. <laughs> I don't think anybody was pining for shiny mana. It's a good shiny, though. Yeah, but I don't I, know. I like the shiny even if I don't care about the Pokemon. I don't have a, a lot of excitement for it, but I will be. Looking for my guess. <laughs> Several special avatar items will debut for sale in the shop. A hat inspired by Nihilego, a shirt inspired by Buzzwole, and an outfit inspired by the Gold Ultra Recon Squad. Ooh. Enjoy special event stickers. Get them by opening gifts, spinning stops, or purchasing from the shop. You know, the usual stuff. Plus, thanks to all the hard work trainers around the world have put in during Pokemon Go Fest event in Berlin, Seattle, and Sapporo, Re has been able to produce more Beast Balls. During this event, all Ultra Raid encounters will re will feature Beast Balls, which is purely aesthetic, by the it's way. It's purely aesthetic, and it's also like the bare minimum. It's so funny that it's like called out. Well, it's fun. 
you know, it's a, it's something different. When you scroll down to the bottom of it, like when you throw out your Pokemon for a battle, you don't even see the ball. <laughs> yeah. Like in a yeah. trainer battle or a raid. But if you scroll down to the bottom of the Pokemon in your storage, the summary, it'll show what ball it's in. When are we getting stickers for, for Pokeballs? They should add stickers for Pokeballs. Oh, I was like, we have stickers in this game. No, no, not I'm for not gifts. Sure. For Pokeballs. That sure. would be great. Come on. Look, I know this is sidetracking, but for PvP, you could like put designs on it and then when it goes out it shows up in front of the pokemon yeah we need an apricorn system in this game that's yeah. for sure for stamps or whatever yeah dang anyway all right so what's up with this event what's happening outside of just some some fun stuff and a shiny release habitats they're bringing back habitats oh if you weren't catching on already this is a, a full-blown go fest day which Kyle and I were talking about it. We weren't really expecting like a full blown another go fest day. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. Okay. The day is split up into four parts from 10 to 12, 12 to two, two to four and four to six. And each of those two hour periods is a, a habitat. So it, what this, the difference here is that usually when they've had four habitats, they will do an hour each and they'll do two full rotations through all four. And this one they're doing, two-hour block, two-hour block, et cetera, et cetera. So if you miss the first block, unfortunately, the way this is set up is, well, there is kind of a catch-all sort of at the end for the raids, but for the spawns, not so much. So if you intend to be excited for one of these time periods, be aware, because there won't be a safety net like there has been for the other events this summer. Okay, the first habitat is Ultra Incursion Theramosa, which is from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. local time. And the spawns in the wild will include Pikachu with a Shaman Scarf, which, as much as we talk about the scarf being a funny thing in Pokemon Go, this one actually looks pretty good. I got it. it. It's a scarf. It, it actually is a scarf. Yeah, they, they really, they're pulling it out for us this time. Bring out the real scarf. Nice. Scyther, Pinsir, Sudowoodo, Hitmontop, Metatite, Anorith, Cricketot, Woobat, and Carablast. Lots of bugs. Looks like an interesting spawn pool. Maybe I will be happy enough or lucky enough to get my Hundo Scyther. We will see. <laughs> All right. Next, from 12 to 2, Ultra Incursion Buzzwool. Make sure you got your protein powder ready to go. <laughs> Pikachu with a Shaman Scarf, which is a consistent one through each of these spawn pools, by the way. Uh, Machop, Geodude, Hitmonlee, Hitmonchan, Magmar, Nummel, Kranidos, Drillbur, and Axu. Some interesting spawns. Axu is a good call out. Nummel's uh, Shiny was released at the beginning of the summer. Hitmon Top, or sorry, Hitmon Lee and Hitmon Chan are fun spawns as well. The Shiny check. What else do you think pops out in this I mean, pool, Kyle? Both Krandos and Drillbur are very good. Krandos is a great Shiny, and Drillbur is, is also usable. So, And never forget that Rampardos is like one of the top, if not the top, rock type DPS. Yep. <laughs> but you need eight of them because they fall over. <laughs> Ultra Incursion Zerkatry from 2 to 4 p.m. local time. Going to have the Pikachu. Electabuzz, Electrike, Shinx, Lilip, Burmy, but the Sandy Cloak one only. Combi, Fungus, Joltik, Shelmet, and Stunfisk. So you can tell your co-worker more chances for Joltik. <laughs> Exciting. Uh, I mean, Combi's extra stardust. The Shelmet shiny is new. People love Shinx. And PSA, Stunfisk. It's Electabuzz, not Electrabuzz. If I yeah. hear you say Electrabuzz out in public, I will shame you. Yep. <laughs> yep, I will. <laughs> All right, the last one from 4 to 6 p.m. Ultra Incursion Nihilego. Nihilego gets its time to shine. 
Not really, but we'll get there in a second. <laughs> Pikachu with the Shaman Scarf. Bulbasaur. We're off to a great start. Clefairy. Tentacool. Chansey. Tangela. Omanite. Chikorita. Why? Why are you doing this? Turtwig? <laughs> no! No! Burmy with a Plant Cloak. Muna. Oh, no. Shiny Chance. Frillish. Swirlix. New Shiny. And Skrulp. This is the worst pool. I... Mm. It's yes, the worst pool. But you could have an argument about it. There are it's not devoid of good chases. The fillers are just more rude than the other ones have been. I don't know. I mean, I think the filler in Zerkatry is also pretty bad. No, it's not. Yeah. The difference is that it has Combi and Fungus in it, mm-hmm. as well as Shelmet, which is a new shiny. New or shiny. But like Shinx, Burmy Sand. Lilip, Electrike, and Electabuzz, those are all really bad. Well, Electrike can be for the Mega Evolution if you need more candies to power up your good one. Um, yeah, but like you're going to do the Mega Raids. Shiny, and that's a fan favorite. But I mean, everything can be shiny in Nihalegos. Uh, our except for Skrelp. And Frillish. And Frillish. But Frillish is still great. So True. True. I don't know. That's they knew what they like, were doing the... because they put Mana in this uh two hour block yeah they, they knew that that's enough to get people interested because it's it's new so they'll keep playing and don't forget again like i mentioned briefly what swirlix is also a new shiny that was released i believe in sapporo so that's also fun to shiny check yep all right so it's not just habitat spawns there's also raids in one star raids there's that pikachu with that shaman scarf Aksu and Rockruff. Actually, pretty good one-star raids. All I'm so raids. done with one-star raids after this yeah, summer. But Aksu, dude, you got to do a little bit more. One I more. probably... I, I don't want to say how much money I've spent on one-star raids since June, but <laughs> it has been a lot. $500 on raids of summer. <laughs> oh, uh, in three stars, you're going to see Snorlax, Salamence, Drudagon, Dartrix, Toracat, and Brion. Finally, we can do some more Dartrix raids, Kyle. Very excited about that. It'll be like Seattle all over. Uh, I've already done all three of those for my Rising Star. Oh, yeah? Oh, and you're done with it now. You got the Platinum. You don't have to think about it. I mean, no. I'll keep getting that number to go up. I'll do unique ones, just not more than once. Look at you. How many Platinum badges do you have? Are you close to 35? Is 35 the one you need for 50, or is that the one you need for 48 or whatever? 48 or 49 for 49. uh, No, I'm not there yet. Give me three. Keep reading the rest of the raids and I'll go count. Okay. And then in five star, here's the thing. It, it changes to match the incursion time period. So during Pheromosa's incursion, Pheromosa will be in five star raids. Buzzwell for its time period and Zerkatry. And then the last one, four to six, this is where that pseudo catch all is. If you miss out on those time periods, and you're like, oh man, the only thing I really missed out on was the Ultra Beasts. Fear not because Nihilego is is so gracious with its time it's letting every ultra beast spawn during this time <laughs> period including nihilego of course so if you're like me and you have a hundo nihilego and you're like i actually kind of want to grind some candy because why why wouldn't i and when am i going to have another chance to do it who knows i'm a little bit bummed but i am happy that everybody gets a chance at all of the ultra beasts i think that's more important in this case yeah so uh all right 29 29 wow. yeah you gotta start setting up a plan now, dude. For once, you gotta you gotta get going. Uh, I mean, some of them will probably happen by the time I get there. Okay. Like I need a hundred and forty more like 
raid trainer achievements and that's probably just going to happen oh you know what you should really focus on getting mm -hmm. good at landing the final blow or yeah. start doing more one-star raids alone yeah well that's what i'm saying though is that that's probably just going to happen for example but there are some that i really need to do i'm trying to do the trade distance one but man it's hard it's, it's hard it's difficult are you up anymore from like your two million or whatever one million that you had last time i'm at two million out of ten million okay i'm around there too so i it's still hard. have uh probably two thousand pokemon from seattle that i haven't transferred yet hold on to them we'll do it i'm i'm trying we'll do it when is their time i'm trying the, to do it with my girlfriend's event. account and it's like the finale event we'll meet up it takes an hour to do a hundred trades yep Niantic, please make it faster. <laughs> Niantic, please. Anyway, uh, the ticketed experience. Let's talk about that. On Saturday, August 27th, from 10 to 6 p.m. local time, trainers with an event ticket can enjoy the following. For the first time in Pokemon Go, you'll be able to encounter shiny unknown N and unknown X, if you're lucky. Spin photo discs at gyms to earn up to nine free daily raid passes. These can only be used for in-person raids. Take up to five snapshots during the event for a surprise. Earn an extra 5,000 experience in raid rewards when you win an in-person Earn an extra 5,000 XP in raid rewards when you win an in-person raid. That's that's a good one. We love that bonus. Incense yep. activated during event hours will last for two hours. Earn three times experience for spinning photo discs at photo stops, at Pokestops and gyms. Half hatch distance when eggs are placed in incubators during event hours. And starting at 10 a.m. local time, Trainers who have caught Skyform Shaman will be able to change its form to Landform Shaman and vice versa. Exciting. It's like, uh, what's the other one we just had? Hoopa. That one. Yeah, but we haven't had another opportunity to change it. It doesn't say that this is going to end after the event is over. No, though. but they didn't say that for Hoopa either. And I talked with a, a young fan at GoFest and they didn't get to do it the first time and they can't do it now. So, like, it's kind of a bummer. I, I think maybe if you form now on hmm? Hoopa. Yeah, I think if you if you had the option before, you could do it. But like, oh. if you don't have this ticket, you can't change its form ever in the future. I maybe not maybe not until like an end of the year event where they make it available for everybody to do that mechanic who knows it's kind of weird this definitely should have been the the free a free feature i think so too it, that's a weird thing to to pay wall it's not even like it's a meta thing to lock it or anything it's just it's just a different form it's yeah nobody's like using shaman for anything so like yeah. it doesn't matter <laughs> anyway Special research. In addition to the short special research story available to all trainers, Pokemon Go Fest 2022 finale ticket holders will receive three short exclusive special research stories. Complete them to earn in-game items, an encounter with Skyform Shaman, and an exclusive avatar item uh, like a Skyform Shaman shirt and a helmet without a visor inspired by the Go Ultra Recon squad. Nice. Yeah, so here's how the multiple special researches are going to work. During the Feramosa time period, starting from 10 a.m., all trainers, even those without tickets, will be granted access to the short special research story. Then starting at noon with the Buzzswole time period, trainers with tickets who have completed the first special research story will be granted the first ticket exclusive special research story. Then if you complete that, at 2 o'clock, you'll get the next step. And if you complete that, at 4 o'clock, you'll get the third and final uh, 
ticket exclusive re special research story. But okay, if you're like freaking out, you're like, well, that's a lot. <laughs> my goodness, I don't want to miss out on any of this, especially if I paid for it with my ticket. So long as you claim the first special research story during the event, you'll be able to complete it and any remaining special research stories whenever you want. So fear not if you can only be there for the first two hours and you're like, but I paid a ticket. As long as you claim the first one and you have a ticket, you, you get access to the rest. It'll be fine. No worries. You can do it whenever you want. And hopefully they change it to be appropriate to non-event spawns. <laughs> right, Mr. Magmar and Porygon and what was the other hang-up? Ditto? Well, Lactabuzz, but I finished. Oh, the Magmar and Lactabuzz were on the same step, so. Yeah. The Ditto, the Ditto actually didn't get, uh, didn't take too long to finish, thankfully. Yeah, you just can't, like, target it can't be like be yeah. excited you're like oh badoof maybe <laughs> uh they they've been pretty good about changing special research that has been tied to go fest in the past yeah so. yeah i mean the, the electabuzz and magmar one not changing that was from uh i think that December was community day or something yeah like that, that one was that one's never gonna happen i but they didn't need to change that one because those are semi common spawns just not really the poor gun was brutal though poor gun was a, a personal issue yeah <laughs> yeah, we took that personally. Well, you did. I didn't. <laughs> okay, and then the last thing is incense. What's up with incense? In addition to the Pokemon listed above, ticket-holding trainers may encounter some additional Pokemon when they use incense during each habitat period. So each habitat period will feature, at base, the following unknown letters. B, G, N, O, P, S, and X. Which is, is bingo PlayStation experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the, it's the letters of the ultra beasts and go so oh yeah look at that buzzwool go there's the n for nihilago Feramosa, x for zergatry what's the s uh that's a great question actually i don't know what the s is so viper <laughs> scyther my boy scyther anyway maybe they're just letting us know that there's it's plural there's multiple of them no yeah <laughs> so in addition to those unknown the entire time from 10 to 12 you'll also have a chance to spawn galarian mastermind and pansage 12 to 2 is torkoal and pansir 2 to 4 is clink and panpour and 4 to 6 is tropius 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 <laughs> tropius and frillish mistra trebek <laughs> it's great actually to see these kind of um sprinkled in there because tropius and frillish especially for the last one Actually, it kind of makes it all right. <laughs> yes, but that's nine Pokemon on an incense rotation for two hours. It's ten. That's eight. That's eight. Two, four, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, if you're counting unknown? Yeah, you got to count the unknown because okay. they are in each hour. So it's each hour is seven unknown and two in habitat. Oh, I thought you were talking about total, but yes. Yeah. So you have nine that you have to rotate through. You're probably going to be lucky if you find one Tropius in your two hours. I would say five. Probably. Right. Depends how much you walk, I suppose. But I think the unknowns will be, uh, you think they'll be the filler or you think the other ones will be the filler? I I mean, I think the second of these two spawns in each hour is the filler. The first Pan one Sage, is the rare. Pan Seer, Pan Poor, and Frillish. Yeah, yeah. That's fair I think you will find most of your incense will probably be the monkeys and Frillish. <laughs> Poor went out, by the way, from the 2 to 4 p.m. period for not having a regional. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. Oh, well. So 
exciting? Are you interested in this event? Are you jazzed for it? Anything in particular? Yeah, I mean, look, you, can I you can I do? tell you Loki? What's the most exciting thing? You could be high key if you wanted to. Getting unknown N and X. I don't have either of those, and it puts me one step closer to the platinum unknown badge. <laughs> if you get to use the unknown badge as one of your platinums, I'm going to be so salty. I it's not very likely. I will need. Uh, well, that will put me at 25, and there's 28. So I'll need three more, and I'll need M. Z? Not, uh, no, I have Z. Uh, y. Mm. N, Y, and... Oh, man, I can't remember the last one. That I, oh, well. Either way, it seems unlikely that that would happen. <laughs> well, but I'm very excited. I saw N and X. I'm like, oh, let's go. Yeah, and also all of those unknown, all of them, with the addition of those two being shiny for the first time, each of them can be shiny. So... It'll mm-hmm. be it'll be a fun chase. If you're like, which letter shall I avoid for shine? No, all of them can be. It's gonna be great. Q. I, I'll need Q. Oh, Q. So. The elusive Q. It's like an O, but with a tail. We love it. That'll never get featured. That's gonna be a wild spawn forever. <laughs> Q? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Maybe they could do like a riddle based um event and they could have Q and question marks. That'd be cool. Oh man. That'd be so neat. For like uh, Smeargle and Kecleon to be focused and you know, oh man. But otherwise, it's, it's just great. Like, not expecting something of this caliber to end the summer on. It's yeah. very surprising, as we mentioned at the top of this. No, it's great. I'm very excited. There's a lot of value in it. I, I think the real question is, do we think that the ticket price of 1099 is worth it? Let's look at it from the 1099 perspective, because, you know, that's what you'd have to pay even before you get to the conversation of a four ninety nine. Obviously, if you want to play and it's worth it to you and you have a friend that can gift you one for four ninety nine and you just like Venmo them or something, that's the way to go. But at base level, if you're a trainer on your own and you don't know if anybody else is even playing, is ten ninety nine worth it, do you think? So this is this is a hard topic to have because it depends what's worth it for some people. Is having the opportunity to get shinies worth it for some people? Because if not, this is not worth it. There is no actual value being added to the game except for the the increased experience. There's no raid passes or uh, no incubators. There's well, going to be some no, premium. You get items. the free raid passes. You spin up to uh, the photo discs. Okay, okay. There's, okay, there's nine. nine. That's fair. There's nine. Yeah. That. Like, that technically is technically makes it valuable. Yeah. But it really boils down to whether you want to have the opportunity to check the shinies. And to me, an event like this is always worth it. I will recommend anybody who likes to play Go to to pay for it because I think you'll enjoy your time. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's only been like maybe one or two experiences where I walked away and I was like, I don't think that was worth the ticket price. The Glary and Mr. Mime event was one of them. And maybe the Reggie Gigas one was. was this yeah, yeah, the Reggie Gigas was not great, but yeah, I mean, we also were kind of lukewarm on the GoFest stay at home this year, but that was for potential for other potential reasons. No, not- it just didn't feel like GoFest because there weren't, yeah, weren't they- enough like bonuses and stuff. Like there wasn't even a, a hatching. There was a hatching thing, but there were no eggs. I don't remember. It was. It felt like half an event at the beginning of the summer. This feels better to me. Yeah. I think in an overarching situation, it's not worth the $11 ticket price. Okay. But, and it's kind of ironic, I would still recommend it to pretty much everybody who 
was on the fence about playing <laughs> if they have a good place to play the game. Yeah, if they're like, I would like to experience this. Do you think I should buy it? Like, are you going to play it? Yes, yeah, absolutely buy it. If you're yeah. like, I don't know if I want to play in the first place. Well, then, you know, that's up to you, right? But if they're going to play, your recommendation is get the ticket. Why not? Yeah. Also, on that note, if you're on the fence, you're not going to walk away with 50 shinies. No. It's not like a community day. No. Go fast rates. It's more like 1 in 100 or 1 in 120. So... Yeah. Don't buy an $11 ticket and then be upset you didn't get rained on with shinies. <laughs> you will walk away with shinies more yes. than likely, especially if you catch a bunch of Pokemon. You will. But like Kyle said, yeah, the, the experience is really just kind of like, a, oh, more spawns and stuff like that to shiny check. But also, I mean, you get the unknown, which is a ticket ex- exclusive experience. So that's that's a cool chase, too. <laughs> Sadly to me, the two unknown are almost worth the ticket price by itself although i paid for the first ticket already so yeah fair enough fair enough um okay cool uh, that's that's it for the news that one news story took longer than most news sections do uh, but it's a big event we're looking forward to it and can't wait to set goals and stuff for because it, it's like in a week and a half it'll be fun all righty so gear up we're going to be skipping this week because of how much stuff we have in the show left to cover pokalore same situation sorry pokalore fans next week we'll be back with more fun details about the Pokemon you didn't know that you liked yet. All right, that means we're going into Pokepole, Mr. Kyle. Would you like to take it away? So for last, last week's question, we had, if Niantic did an overhaul to the core catching experience in Pokemon Go, what are some changes or additions you'd like to see? First response is from Venusy Prime. They said, at some point, someone is going to come out with an affordable augmented reality headset for daily wear, and I've wondered before what catching will look like if it's adjusted to be better fit for that experience. Would there even be a separate catch screen, or would it be integrated into the presumably first-person map? Arceus has shown that the main series no longer necessarily requires you to go into a separate encounter, so it would be interesting to see if that kind of design will be implemented in Go. And what other changes that would mean. But then again, I don't know if Niantic ever want to enable shinies on the map. I don't think they will. No, that would no. That that would definitely uh kill a lot of the grind in, in Go. It would. But I mean, Niantic's dream is definitely the augmented reality integrating with everything that they're doing, because that's that's their ultimate design goal. They might make Pokemon Go, but that's what they really want to do. <laughs> Right. If you watch that first trailer before the game came out, that's I mean, that is the original vision of the game. I I personally think we're like more than a decade away from that optimistically. But I think so, too, because I don't think they'd be willing to to shorten the time period for something that's just functional, but not an immersive experience. Yeah, I think yeah. if they want to really make a big jump and trailblaze further than they already have, they want it to be like a knock it out of the park situation which is difficult with new tech so i i think when this affordable augmented reality headset type of thing comes out for everybody they'll do a proof of concept game you know they'll yeah they'll transition peridot that isn't even out yet into that or something you know something that they have complete control over to to customize how they want to yep i agree next response is from tribird three I'd love it if quick catching was made into an option you could turn on and off in the settings rather than having to do a secret thumb dance that some players never discover. 
And speaking of which, I'm sure I'm not the only one who has tried to show a new player the quick catch technique only for them to stare at you like you were talking, like you were speaking in Dothraki. And speaking of which, I'm excited for the Game of Thrones spinoff show that's premiering this month, even if the ending of the original show was a disaster. Speaking of which, what was the question again? <laughs> uh. So, so Tribird did a really great job of uh, guest spawning with DeFi last week. Mm-hmm. Loved editing that. <laughs> it's great. Uh, Tribird's funny. So if you guys have love for Tribird, especially for their guest spot, make sure you, you let them know they're in the Discord. But actually, Kyle and I have both had this experience recently. We were in uh, GoFest Seattle. We were in Seattle for GoFest. And I was trying to explain to... Um, to a couple of people that were in our raid trains, how to quick catch. And there were several times, like I was getting into it and I, you know, I just assume that everybody is, is savvy with the game. Right. But that's and not eat case. drinks and breathes Pokemon go. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Kyle had to stop me a couple of times and be like, you're, you're losing them. They're not paying attention. They're, yeah. Like they, they lost you at step one. Their eyes are glazing over Chris. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah, I really do agree that quick catching is a is a game changer. As I mentioned earlier, and from showing people how to do it as early as like three days ago, it'll never be an option. There's no, no way they no. spent too much time on all the rest of the animations. <laughs> right, exactly. And again, like we've talked about before, with all the quality of life changes that people think that are a no brainer, some of those they choose to not improve on purpose or prioritize lower because it increases in-game app time you know yeah so. absolutely and lowers resources the longer you take to catch the less candy and less stardust you have i mean it's a it's a pessimistic way of looking at it but it's also realistic but it's also less resources on server side too if you're watching a zigzagoon dance on your screen you're not pinging the server over and over again so mm-hmm. uh I mean, I don't actually know how it mechanically works, but considering that you can have a Go Plus going while you're catching something and it'll spin stops, I don't think it's saving your the server any resources there. I mean, I, pro- probably on average it would. Not everybody's using an auto-catching device. Well, but if the device can support the, the catching, the Go Plus, then that means that every account has to be checking whether it has a Go Plus connected or not. The game remembers your GPS and everything before you go into a catch if it has, if it ha- If it's checking to see if you have an auto-catcher enabled, that's not pinging the server. That's your Bluetooth checking for No, signals. but the auto-catcher reads your character's location and then reads everything that's around it, too. So you, the game has to remember everything that's around you at all times, Only if it whether you have the Go Plus connected or not. I, I mean, we're... We're making a lot of assumptions about the spaghetti code in this game, about whether or not it's optimized for that sort of thing or not. But I would hope that if you don't have an auto catcher connected, it's not wasting resources in the background, constantly scanning for things that you wouldn't need anyway. There is no way. There is no way. Oh, well. And anyways, I think that quit catching is is definitely here to stay, as we've seen three years ago. But it's never going to be officially endorsed, unfortunately. But let me tell you. Let me tell you, that like two-month period where all Android could just hit the back button to quick catch and not have to do the secret finger dance was amazing. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, that being said, though, too, uh, also in Seattle, there was uh, a woman in our raid train who just casually, not even like a really hardcore player, like her, I think, SO, that was, who was there, was a more hardcore player. 
but he was like, Hey, you got to see what she can do here. And she just quick catch with one hand. All right. I yeah. wasn't there to see it, but you told me about it. I was like, Geez. I was, I was watching, I was watching closely and I was like, what, what did she even do? Cause she, you have to do it fast, but she like rotated her phone on like one hand and was like, Oh, I was like, oh reverse grip. I don't even know, man. Like, come on. It was a little bit weird. I, uh, I can't even, I can't it was impressive. Even. Very Think impressive. about doing that with one hand. Well, watch some videos. It might make some sense, but yeah. <laughs> uh, our next response is from Rotten Tanuki, and they said, use the accelerometer in non-AR mode to recenter Pokemon that move to the side, fly up, or are super close. Subtle tilting so you can play in public without spinning in circles or flailing about. <laughs> it seems seems totally reasonable. Seems it totally does. like something that could happen in the future. Also seems super doable. The tech is, we have the technology. <laughs> Debatable. The next response is from Mikey Midas. And they said, in this lecture, I will discuss potential alterations to the various catch multipliers. Out of respect for Chris, I'll try to avoid bringing math into the equation. Thank you. Anyway, I've always wondered why curve throws give such a large boost to your overall catch rate. Curveballs give a larger multiplier than using a great ball, using a raspberry, or scoring a great throw. I really believe this should be adjusted somewhat to place more emphasis on making riskier, skillful throws and using items. Nerf the effectiveness of curveball throws while slightly increasing the effectiveness of berries. Then increase the effectiveness of night great of nice, great, and excellent throws by roughly one tier each, such that nice would now have great's current multiplier and so on. Excellent throws could become significantly more effective to reward players for taking the risk of trying to hit that tiny circle. Oh, and add a tier above platinum for catch metals. I propose calling them pure platinum, but a certain game developer might object to this suggestion. Maybe, maybe. And they made that Metal Gear uh, Revengeance game, so let's not mess with them. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> they also made a Legend of Korra game that nobody ever talks about. It's apparently pretty good. I've seen videos about it. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Decent. This is an interesting take. I don't know how I feel about it personally. I like the idea that great ball th- or not great ball curveball throws give you more of an advantage because that's literally the only skill based thing in the catch sequence. It's not skill based to throw a berry, but I do like the idea of adding more value in other places in the catch experience. I well, but there's the debate though. Where's there more skill throwing a curveball or hitting an excellent throw? The answer is both together. Yeah, so it's that's absolutely. It's either of them. It's much harder to throw an excellent throw as a curveball until all you know how to do is throw curveballs. I was about to and say, then, like, I don't think I could throw an excellent straight throw to save my life now, but it's because, yeah, but, but you know. that's because you only throw curveballs now. I think right. it's. I think there is definitely something to be had here in that if you play enough go, a curveball is the default, and therefore, is it really? any meaning kind of at all yeah 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 i would say um you know over the years of us playing this game doing the show interacting with lots of different people at different you know stages of life in their pokemon go playing career i think the most telling thing that a new tr- like somebody could do in front of me that tells me that they're a new trainer or that they're like not super hardcore in the first place is if all they're doing is throwing straight throwing straight yeah, yeah it's very strange when you see someone <laughs> like yeah, because oh, wait, it's that, yeah. abnormal yeah um that said i don't want to not throw curveballs because it's more fun to throw a curveball <laughs> forget the multipliers just kind of drawing a straight line forward on your phone is not as fun as the swoop that you 
practice. That's right. And times. I find it much easier to quick catch by doing the curveball throw too, because I got my hands are in in concert at that point in time. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for adding badges over platinum, but I think we got a long time to wait for that one. Yeah. I would like to have more medals, please. Yeah. Before we get anything higher than platinum, I think there should be like another 15 medals added to the game. Yeah. We could probably come up with them almost on the spot if we had to. Excellent throws. Excellent throws is a great one. Gold gyms. <laughs> yep. Just talking to Chris yep. about that one. But there's there's so many opportunities there for sure. An next response from Night Flash. They said that quick catch or incense or Meltan box works. If you do it, the Pokemon will remain on the map. Yeah. That's fair. I have to always remember when I'm quick catching. I'm like, oh, wait, no, that's an incense. I already caught that. Don't waste it. I know it, it really messes with my my game flow. Oh. I 100% wasted like six or seven Ultra Balls on the same Zigzagoon last week. Have you verified that if you catch one on, on incense and then you throw another ball after it's gone, does it actually consume the ball? Yes. You really? lose the ball. Yeah, that's what I just, that, it just happened last week. That Pokemon is not there, but because the game hasn't registered as off the map, I can click on it. And you can waste balls and berries on it. Another thing, though, too, is that if you buried it the first time that you try to quick catch it, like so if I threw a, a golden and I was just pokeballing like a zigzagoon, let's just say on incense, and I throw it and I quick catch leave, but I and I caught it, it's still on the map. If I go into it, the berry will persist. Yeah, it's it's definitely very strange. And it's also clear why they don't want to have quick catching be endorsed because their code is not perfect right they, they didn't couch the coding around that experience right so yeah would love for it to happen though be great i, I agree i agree our last spots from stacks in the form of an email and they said dear chris and kyle you must not have heard about the new catching update starting soon through a new forced update that pesky bug that allowed players to leave the catch screen prematurely has been officially patched oh no as an apology to all players that had to suffer for months on end, a brand new 20-second catching animation to either congratulate you after every Pidove, Wormpole, or Dunsparce you catch, or to tell you good effort, you can't manage to get it. <laughs> I don't think they stop there. You will also get to see an update to your collector medal. <laughs> so let's just go badly now. Let's do it. To celebrate this momentous occasion, look out for the August Community Day Classic featuring none other than Costume Pikachu, with the run icon tattooed on its chest. Can't evolve. <laughs> All three of the second stage Kanto starters can't be shiny. And Eevee. Vehemently stacks. <laughs> I've never received an email signed vehemently by anybody. I love it. It's great. <laughs> Respect. Yeah. Oh, man. Let me tell you. If they get rid of quick catching, I'm not even joking. I might not play the game anymore they they will not do that. i know but there's no there's way been a lot of things that they've we've said they will not but i'm just like saying that is the line for me i don't think i could play this game without quick catching at least 80 percent of the time yeah that's fair anymore enough. i would i would cry go for it <laughs> just so, make sure you're recording because that's content kyle i'm gonna waste it okay do we post that to tiktok or instagram uh both i feel like at that point in time you just do both so for this week's pokepole we have what unpopular pokemon are you a fan of 
I was writing this question the first time and I was like, what Pokemon are you a fan of that you would consider is an unpopular opinion? And I was like, what a dumb way to ask this question. <laughs> what unpopular Pokemon are you a fan of? It's much more straightforward. But there are all sorts of memes, you know, things like that about Pokemon that people don't like. Like Chikorita is one that we pick on on this show because neither of us really like Chikorita, but the Chikorita stands exist. We see you. We hear you. We just don't respect you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. All jokes here. Uh, but that's a good example of uh, a Pokemon answer for this question. Uh, so, Kyle, do you have one ready to go? What's a Pokemon that most people don't care for that you're like, I like this guy. I think I'd have to think longer about it for a solid answer. But one of the first that comes to mind is Chespin. I, I like, like Chespin. I like Chespin. Oh, I, I like Chespin. It was my starter for that generation. And like, it doesn't compare to the other two starters of which I actually don't like Fennekin at all, but whatever. And I, I like Chestnut. I like the theming that they went for all three of those final evolutions. And I don't know. It's it's not a great Pokemon, but I like it. I don't like that Pokemon, man. I just don't. I don't like its evolutions. I just don't care for it. And how dare you? How dare you not like Fennekin? It's so great. Fennekin is okay, but Delphox is not. Oh, I like Delphox a lot. I stand too. by it. I think Delphox is a failed design for the the wizard archetype that they went for wow okay dang hot takes out here hot takes <laughs> i okay so i think for me i'm gonna have to to put out some love for either a flying pokemon that nobody likes or a bug pokemon that nobody likes i i have two options here i'm gonna go with either spinnerack or pickapeck neither of which get a whole lot of love but i love spinnerack because it's got some ocarina of time vibes to it for me from Skulltula stuff. Uh, so I, I love it for that. Also, it's just a really cool Pokemon. And Ariados is a, a really cool Pokemon. Um, but Picky Peck, like a lot of other bird Pokemon, doesn't get a lot of love because it's just a normal flying bird. Um, but, you know, the evolutions are great. It, it just doesn't get as much love as like a Pidgey does because Pidgey has the nostalgia factor in it. Yeah. Starly has interesting evolutions when it's done, you know. Stuff like that. Or, sorry, uh, Fletchling does. You know, it gets interesting typing. <laughs> Meanwhile, Pick-A-Pack evolves into a Toucan. It does. Toucanon, one of the yeah. best names ever. It is and a great name in a terrible design. Um, but it's cool because it's it's beak like glows when it attacks and stuff like yes, that. The, yeah. It's a cool Pokemon. I'm, I'm going to back you up on Spinarak. I think Spinarak is cool. I think Ariados is meh. It's not for everybody. I understand yeah, that. But Spinarak, Spinarak's great. I've got a, a hondo female Ariados, and her nickname is Natasha. Why? Black Widow. But it's not a... Okay. It's just I couldn't think of anything else, and it was like 2 a.m. Okay. Yep. Okay. Cool. I got that off my chest. I feel like a new man. Goodness. <laughs> All right. So if you, dear listener, have an answer to this week's Pokeball question, which was, is, what unpopular Pokemon are you a fan of? You can answer that question when we post it on Twitter. Uh, at gocastpodcast.com we have an entire uh, channel for it in our patron discord if you support us via patreon more about that at the end of the show you can also send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com you could leave us a voicemail with your answer to the poke poll as well if you'd like to 
7717. And I started this with this last episode and I didn't tell anybody really. Well, 201, not 202. But I put the question on the Q&A tool, I suppose, for Anchor as well. So if you're a Spotify listener, you can actually answer the polka poll question in app. Uh, so that question will be there as well. But before we do anything more with emails, voicemails, all that good stuff, we're going to pass on over to our fabled PVP corner duo, Fish and DeFi-E, who will this week be covering the two other news items that we didn't cover before because they all had to do with worlds and world championship and the event and stuff like that. So over to the two of you. Hey, I'm Tribird3. And I'm DeFi250. And and I'm Fish on And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that is hosted by two level one legendaries. DeFi, what is going on in PvP? Never do that accent again. Yeah, well, you liked it when he did it. I did. I'm not gonna (laughs) lie. All right, before we get started, thank you so much, Tribird, for coming on last week. I had a blast recording with you. Lots and lots of fun, and I've heard a lot of really good feedback already from the segment. But, Fish, you're back, ready I to am. record, ready to go? Yep, let's do it. So, diving right into the Go Battle League from August 17th to the 24th is Open Great League and Fighting Cup. Fighting Cup just started today as of recording. Uh, today's August 17th. No fighting type Pokemon allowed. Psychic type, only fighting Pokemon allowed. Psychic types are banned. No Gallade, no Metacham. Extremely limited meta, uh, 50 total Pokemon. I've seen maybe 10 different ones in the 25 yeah. battles I did today. And last week, Tribird and I covered some of the accessibility issues between Buswell, Sneasler, and Hakamoo and Como. Fish, did you do any of the Fighting Cup or any Open Great League already today? No, and I don't know if I'll actually be doing Fighting Cup because like, the, the accessibility issues actually are... Dece- a decent problem for me. Like the top three Pokemon, Hakamo, Sneasler, and Buzzwell, I don't have any of those three. And they, like, in a lot of metas, you can still find a plenty good team without going straight to the top of the rankings. But this particular cup, I don't think that's the case. I think you do really actually need, like, I think uh, getting a Buzzwall or a Sneasler or a Hakamoo will give you a huge advantage over the rest of the competition. So uh, I don't know if I, I might, I'll, I'll probably have to give like a set a go, see how I do, but uh, probably more Great League for me this time around. Yep. Uh, I did my 25 battles today in the Fighting Cup. Toxicroak was also incredibly popular, as well as Zen Headbutt Throw, which I don't think is a very good choice, but it exists. I tried Combuskin with Peck, and I wasn't very impressed by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peck is just not a great move, and I just felt like Combuskin wasn't getting to its charge moves fast enough. I actually uh, am experimenting with Polyrath with Mudshot, Scald and Dynamic Punch. Uh, PV Poke says Ice Punch, but I've been running into a lot of mirror matches. So I put on Dynamic Punch so I could hit back at opposing Polyrath. Uh, so that's what I am trying out. I miss Ice Punch when hitting Hakamoo and Komoo because it's super effective and it, you get to it faster. Uh, however, I've been running into more of the Polyrath. A lot of po- lots of Polyrath, lots of Toxicroak, I would say, are two of the big 
Pokemon in the meta because those top three are so limited. Next up, we will have all three leagues open, the Open Great League, Ultra League, and Master League. And hopefully by then we will have a little more information about Season 12, which is just around the corner, DeFi. We're like two weeks away. I know, and I haven't even hit Expert yet. That's my goal for the end of the season. I just want to hit Expert. Uh, and maybe maybe after we'll hopefully see some moveset shakeups and things, maybe we can try another Legend go uh, in season 12 and worlds will have passed by then so they won't be as afraid to shake up the meta like they have in the past uh, that is what i am banking on i am really hoping we see a zap cannon nerf i want to see an icicle spear <laughs> nerf i want to see a poison fang jab nerf we also just want to uh, talk about really quickly breaking news today on August 17th. Play Pokemon let us know about their first look plans for the 2023 Pokemon Championship Series. As of recording, we're not even done with 2022 yet. Uh, Worlds hasn't wrapped up yet, but we already are getting a sneak peek into 2023. Taking a look at Go specifically, um, following this, it reads following the success of the inaugural 2022 season, Pokemon Go will return to the 2023 Pokemon Championship Series. Pokemon Go will feature at many more events alongside both the Pokemon TCG and VGC events. All players will compete in a single age division in the 2023 Pokemon Go Championship Series. So there's not going to be a Masters and Seniors division. It's all going to be one. So that's pretty cool. That's a different change. But we already have our events uh, slated. We have our dates for 2023, which is really exciting. Starts in September, Fish. We've got a month (laughs) before these events start kicking off. Uh, Looking right away, September 16, 17, 18 uh, is the first round of events. There's one in North America in Baltimore. Maryland, and there's one right away in Spain in the Bilbao Exhibition Center. And one thing I find interesting is that every single one of these regionals has Pokemon Go listed. So this is the list of all the regionals happening across the whole Play Pokemon series, not just Pokemon Go. Last time, uh, it was just a select few regionals that were running Go. This time, it is literally all of them. They all have Pokemon Go featured at the event, which is really exciting. I love it. I'm so excited, and I just want to get more information and dive into it. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. This this posted today, and like it was an immediate open and read over five times for me. <laughs> I I love the play Pokemon. I love these big events. It just makes it makes me hyped. It makes me excited. All right. So we'll give you more information, of course, as that comes out. Looks like it'll be happening. Very soon. In the meantime, we have the GoFest finale happening August 27th, and we just wanted to take a quick look through some of the Pokemon that you might want to target if you are playing that event. Um, DeFi, you were saying that uh, whether you are ticketed or non-ticketed, you generally get the same experiences for the purposes of PvP? You do. So everything that's free, which is the habitats and the raids, that's that's free it's free and that's where the pvp focus really is so if you're wondering what to focus on during these rotating habitats so we've got the fermosa well it's fermosa hour it's more like two hours but uh 
For most of our, we've got Metatite, of course, and Carablast to evolve into your Escavalier. They're the big two. If you are someone who's been doing PvP for a little bit longer, you've maybe got all the like big major PvP picks, then you can start focusing on some more fringy picks. Like we've got Suda Wudo is good in a few limited cups. We've got him on top can be pretty good. And Scyther to evolve into a Scizor can often be quite good. For Buzzwall Hour, there's really just one thing to look for, and that is Machop to evolve into your Machamp. You could also argue Hitmonchan maybe in some limited capacities, as well as Drillbur up in Ultra League and Master League uh, is playable. Uh, Zerkatry Hour, you want to focus on Joltik, and I've put Stunfisk here. It is the Unovan Stunfisk, which is definitely not as popular in PvP as the Galarian form, but you can also target it for those XLs to pump into your Galarian form for Ultra League. And then if you have taken care of those, you can focus on fringier picks like Leleep to evolve into Cradilly and Electabuzz to give you an Electivire. Nihilego Hour. I think this one's actually your best one for PvP. You've got Bulbasaur, which if you can access that Com Day move of Frenzy Plant, can become a great Venusaur for you. Chansey, if you want to annoy your opponents in Great League, we've got Clefairy for a Clefable, Chikorita for Meganium, and of course that needs the Com Day move of Frenzy Plant as well. Frillish for your Jellicence and Skrelp for your Dragalges. And in Raids, you're really just looking at Snorlax in the Tier 3. Everything else is pretty much just a shiny chase, like your Axu, Rockruff, Drudagon. Nothing really PvP-focused there, because all of the Pokemon, Feromosa, Buswell, Zerkatry, Nihiligo, they, in raids at level 20, they have too high of a CP to work in Great League. Buswell in raids would all work for Ultra League, uh, just not Great League. Uh, of course... Uh... These are the ones we've we've focused on, but the longer you do PvP, the more you can find use for any of those other other Pokemon. So like a, a Rock Ruff. Like I could probably use a good Rock Ruff to evolve into Lycan Rock for PvP. Um that like that's an option as well. So take take what we say with a grain of salt. These are kind of the top things to focus on, and then you can kind of expand out from there once you've got that covered. Yep, and I agree that that last hour from 4 to 6 p.m. local time, Nihiligo, I would say that's the best in terms of PvP Pokemon, hands down. Moving on to our Sylph check-in, we do have updates for uh, Continentals and Sylph Factions, which is getting a few updates in the next cycle. But uh, we've got a fair bit to cover this week, so and we figured we've got time, so we'll... Check in on that next week, give you all the updates you need. Then let's move into our focus for this segment, which is the Pokemon Go World Championships events that is happening this weekend as we record. Uh, And a lot of the streaming stuff will be over by the time you hear this, but the event probably won't be. So I'm really excited to talk about some of this stuff. First off, let's talk quickly touch on the timed research that's happening during the Pokemon Girl Go World Championships Twitch broadcast. There is going to be 
in the Twitch stream, they're going to give away codes for stuff. They're going to give away codes for a t-shirt, which, you know, avatar items, t-shirts, pretty cool. But they're also doing this really interesting thing where they're giving a code for a team building timed research that is going to provide trainers with an introduction to battling and Pokemon encounters to craft a competitive team. And you'll get three different team options. Team option one is Ariados, Pelipper, and Galarian Stunfisk. Team two is Skarmory, Swampert, and Drapion. And team three is Talonflame, Venusaur, and Jellicent. And those are really solid teams. I love the Pokemon that they picked for these fish. Yeah, I think they must have been working pretty closely with Ghost Stadium, who does a lot of work on on this kind of uh, team building, core creation, that kind of thing. Um, they've got it's got their fingerprints all over it. Yeah, it's very good stuff. I love the Ariados shout out to Mish who brought it to NAIC, the North American International Championship, and really brought Ariados into the spotlight. Uh, a lot of the other Pokemon are pretty standard fare for what you see uh, in the Open Great League. The other big part of this was in a blog post that went out on August 11th, celebrate the 2022 Pokemon World Championships in Pokemon Go. Quickly want to highlight the champion uh, in London this weekend, the Pokemon Go World Champion, not only is going to get, you know, the the accolades and the interview and the prize money, they also get a really cool outfit and pose that's based on London. And it has the actual like trophy in the avatar item. It is very cool. Uh, and I'm very excited for whoever gets crowned champion and gets that very unique pose and outfit. But then there's the rest of us. So what's out there for everyone who's not the world champion? Well, from Thursday, August 18th at 10 a.m. to Tuesday, August 23rd at 8 p.m. local time, Pokemon Go is celebrating these Pokemon World Championships and everything about Go Battle League. There is a Pokemon debut, World Championships Pikachu, if you're lucky you might find a shiny one, that has that same cute red and blue London-themed outfit that is adorable, and I love it so much. But in addition to that, because that's a shiny chase and a cute little collection item, battlers also get a lot of bonuses here. Three times Stardust in Go Battle League win rewards. And for that entire event, so that's how many days, so... Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, six days fish. So pretty much a whole week. The maximum number of Go Battle League sets you can play per day will be increased from five to ten. So 50 battles a day for six days. And challengers with Pokemon teams inspired by the ones used by trainers who won all the regionals will appear at Pokestops. There will also be a timed research available. And if you complete it, you'll get an elite fast TM, an elite charge TM, as well as an encounter with the 2022 World Championships Pikachu. I am in love with the wild encounters. Normally, Fish, kind of like what we just did with the Go finale, we kind of pick and choose. Like, oh, these are probably the best ones for PvP. Mm. The wild encounters, the raids, the field research, it's all PvP focused. I'll just go through and list them all because they're all yeah. good. Yeah, sure, sure. So for the wild encounters, we have female Nidoran, Mankey, Machop, Mudkip, Sableye, Metatite, Swablu, Sfeel, Croagunk, and Dewpider. And if you're lucky, you may encounter Scraggy or Galarian Stunfisk. Many of those can be shiny. Mm-hmm. 
And that that's just the wild encounters. That's just wild encounters. That's pretty that's crazy. That's just the wild encounters. In the raids, um, you have some things that are pretty much just the shiny chase, like the world championships Pikachu and Timber. But you also have Pokemon like Galarian Farfetch'd, Meryl, Barboach, and Scraggy in Tier 1. Tier 3 is Primeape, Lickitung, and Skarmory. And tier five will have Zacian and Zamazenta. Your mega raid is going to be mega Slowbro at that time. So raids also pretty good. A lot of people chasing that Lickitung XL candy, uh, Scraggy XL candy, Azumarill XL candy. Lots of really good gets in the raids as well. And then field research. I'm not even done <laughs> in field <laughs> research. There, it's like there's more. It's like you you're unpacking a box, and there's there just keeps it's yeah. more goodies. Yeah. So in the field research, you'll find Bulbasaur, the World Championships Pikachu, Ghastly, Rhyhorn, Magikarp, Chikorita, Mudkip, Galarian Zigzagoon, Beldum, Galarian Stunfisk, and Fletch Fletchling, and all of those also have some kind of PVP relevance, which you're going to want to save them because, again, Fish, I'm not done. <laughs> There's another feature of this event. They're bringing back some of these Pokemon's Community Day legacy moves. So, wow. for example, Rhyperior, you can evolve a Rhydon to get Rock Wrecker. Gengar, you can evolve a Haunter to get Shadow Punch. Gyarados, you can evolve a Magic Carp to get Aquatail. Metagross, you can evolve uh, a Matang to get Meteor Mash. And then Talonflame, which is wildly popular in both Great League and Ultra League, you can evolve the Fletchender to get the Fast Attack Incinerate. So all of those Pokemon we saw featured in the field research as well. So the Ghastly was there, the Rhyhorn was there, the Magikarp was there, the Beldum, and the Fletchling. So you can get all of those Pokemon if you don't have them. If you miss the Community Day, the Legacy move, you can get them from field research. I've uh, been hearing that they're also giving every trainer a guaranteed Hundo Dialga. If only. <laughs> they also get to access a third shield in their GBL battles. <laughs> Honestly, short of that, that's the best <laughs> we can do. So the last little bit, not nearly as exciting as everything else, but worth mentioning. Uh, to celebrate the 2022 Pokemon World Championships Galar theme, the following Galar-inspired avatar items will be featured in the in-game shop. So the Dragon-type sport top, um, the Dragon-type sport shorts and the dark type sport top and sport shorts as well i don't know what featured means i don't know if they're going to be discounted or just kind of highlighted in the shop not nearly as exciting but i don't have any of those avatar items i didn't buy them if they're discounted maybe i will all right it's time for our shameless plugs DeFi, do you have anything to plug uh, same thing I was talking about last week. Have everybody mark their calendars for next week, Friday, August 26th is going to be kind of my 12 hour summer send off stream and also a celebration because I reached 1000 followers on Twitch, which was really, really exciting for me. I was very excited about it. So I'm doing a 12 hour uh, stream. I'm going to play Pokemon Unite, Pokemon Legends Arceus, lots of Go Battle League. I'll have a couple friends come on. It'll be a good time. And it'll it's a summer send-off because I'm going back to work in schools, so I'm no longer going to be able to stream during the daytime. So it's kind of my it's my last hurrah for uh daytime Twitch streaming for 
until summer rolls around again. So that's that's my big thing, a celebration okay. of 1,000 followers on Twitch. And also just I've been working on YouTube shorts, TikTok, all that stuff's in the more DeFi link at the end of the, like we talk about it at the end. It's in the show notes. Check out all the good stuff. For Pallet Town PvP, which is the PvP community that I help run, we will be holding some kind of watch party for Worlds. We are still discussing whether we'll just uh, like stream it in our Discord for people to join there, or whether we'll like actually host the stream on our own Twitch channel and and you know hang out there. But uh, keep an eye out on Twitter. That's where we'll put all the information. Uh, we've also got the Trophies and Achievements channel in the Discord server. I want to give a shout out to Janador, who just hit 1,000 wins in the Great League. Shadow Prime, who is the host of the Roundtable Chatot podcast. He hit Veteran for the first time. Speaky Scotsman hit Expert. Regular Regular hit Veteran. And <laughs> Greninja Muffin put in there that he got 1,234 wins. Fantastic achievement for Ninja Muffin. Yes. And that's a show. We love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for Fish or for myself, you can direct your feedback to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. In the show description, you can click on more Fish or more DeFi-E to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. And with that, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much, Fish and DeFi-E, for another wonderful PvP Corner segment. I've been watching some of the streams for World Championships this weekend. It's been incredibly hype. Shout out to Speedy, who we had a chance to interview. He's been shoutcasting for the Go experience, as well as other really uh, familiar faces that we had a chance to meet in Seattle and other places. Uh, so it's it's so cool to watch. And the hype seems so palpable. Like, good good on you, Pokemon Go. Good on you. Really. <laughs> you know, all, all the haters had stuff yeah. to say, especially this past year and a half. But the, the world's experience is undeniably positive. So good job, team. Good job. Yeah, it's it's been it's been pretty cool. It's been exciting to just kind of see it at the same tier as other stuff, for sure. Plus production for live events. Nobody compares to what Pokemon does it. I just it's nuts. Yeah. It's like the NFL and Pokemon, <laughs> you know, uh, well, hang on. Valve does it up real big for Dota. Like Dota's production is crazy. It is. It is. And so is, you know, it, it's hard to have this conversation and not talk about the company that really kind of pioneered that level of production. But Riot Games for League of Legends for the League Championship Series really kind of set the set the stage, for lack of a better phrase, for like mainstream consumption of competitive gameplay for video games. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other podcast topic. What were we what were we about to do, Kyle? I'm completely like legitimately a little bit lost this time. It's time for emails. Oh, that's right. And three voicemails. We're gonna start with the voicemails. This first one is from Brian. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh Chris and Kyle. My name's Brian and I have a question. Um and you guys have probably been asked this a hundred times. But uh, I'm going to ask this 101 times. Um, I've been playing Pokemon Go for, gosh, uh, for a very long time, probably since 2016 when it came out. Um, but my question is, I have yet, and it's 
2022 now, and I have yet to get a shundo. Um, and I don't know what I'm doing wrong because I have a bunch of shinies and I have a bunch of hundos, and yet I still do not have a shiny hundo. So my question, as you can already probably see where this is going, is what are some tips and tricks to getting a shundo? Because I I grind pretty hard, and I don't know how out of all these years it's eluded me. So I must be doing something wrong because I have yet to have one. And, um, yeah, I just want to know, is there something that I could do to increase my odds, or is it I'm just that unlucky? Um, yeah, any encouragement or advice would be great um, because I really want one, like really bad. I don't, I don't care if, if it's a shiny hundo canopy, um, <laughs> like this is something. Give me, give me something. Not anything against canopy, but um, I'm sensing yeah. some hostility. Thanks, guys, and uh, keep up the good work. Bye, guys. Okay, Brian. So. I've got I've got something to share then. I don't have a Shundo anything either. I have one. Just one. Is it a Rayquaza? No, it's no. it's a uh, Espeon. Espeon. Neo, okay. the Espeon. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. here's the okay, here's the non-fun straight up answer, right? I have one and I've caught 138,000 Pokémon. Yeah. Kyle has zero. He's caught like 70,000. I was about to say 80K, something like that. Like you're in that, yeah. you're in that area. So those numbers actually don't mean anything, but it is, just goes to show you that you're not alone in this case. Shundos are really, really rare because you're rolling on two bell curves. <laughs> it's hard. It's really, really hard. Actually, you're rolling on one bell curve and then you're rolling on a straight RNG, which is arguably more difficult. But the answer is catch more. That's really it. Yep. You want to play. You want to play events if you're trying to increase your odds of a of a shundo. You want to play events where shiny chances are increased, like community days, go fests. Maybe you know it's a little bit boosted, but community days are really your go to sort of thing. And just focus on maximizing as many shinies as you can get, because that's it. <laughs> and this is gonna sound kind of funny, but if you don't have the chance to catch everything around you, prioritize anything that's weather boosted. Because weather boosted by default has higher IVs. Well, mm -hmm. it's a higher level and higher IVs, but higher IV floor, I should say. It's, so it's it's every little bit that you can do can help. Another thing, though, too, if you, it doesn't bother you that it's lucky as well, is start saving for lucky trades with friends that you have gone lucky friends with for mutual shinies and swap shinies. Yeah, it's like one in 144 with a lucky trade. It's one of your best right? options. No, no, it's not that much. It's no, I don't think so. It's but like it's one in eighty-one or something like that. It certainly is better luck and better rate than just trying to catch something in the wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is certainly the best way to try and guarantee uh, a shundo is to to do a lucky shundo. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you very much for the voicemail, Brian. Appreciate it. This next one's from Kevin Red Bull. Hey, Kyle and Chris. It's Kevin Rebel here. I've been waiting to give you guys a call for a while, basically since the 200th episode, but I procrastinate, so <laughs> I forgot a week. Um, 
Chris, I actually did think that you turned level 49, and I'm really happy for you, buddy. Congratulations. Thank you. A couple of days, probably about a couple of days after you guys, no, a couple of days before you guys recorded, I had turned level 49 myself, and I was like, well, maybe I'm going to catch him. And then I saw that you're like 12 million into this level, yeah. and I'm at 600,000. I'm like, let's go. Wow. Looks like. It's going to be a race, bud, on the last level. But it looks like we'll both get there. Here we go. Good luck. Uh, I wanted to give you guys a little tip that I learned from Zoe 2 Dots. I've been playing since day one, and I did not know this tip. And it's not really anything helpful. I just think it's personally helpful. If you get a shiny and everybody wants to take that screenshot real quick to get the sparkles on there, because you know you got to have the sparkles on your screenshot to make it pop. Right. <laughs> if you miss the sparkles, you can hit the AR button in the top right corner, hit it again, and when it brings your Pokemon back onto the screen, it gives you the sparkles again. I thought that was pretty awesome. I never knew that, so I can't wait to get shiny and use that. Huh. The Braviary Raid Day event. I was so happy when I was inviting you guys because we're showing up and doing my in-person raids. I'm like, heck yeah, Chris yeah. and Kyle from GoCast are here. I hope you guys got at least at least one of you guys got a shiny because it's such an info you guys emotions about it. I feel like I have Chris and Kyle in me. I have Kyle in me because I don't care about the bugs. Yeah, I want the, the shiny Venipede. I need the shiny Ninkata, but I don't really care about bugs. I feel like exactly the same way as Kyle does about them, but I do love catching them. Yeah. I can hit a lot of excellence on Weedle, That's right. Caterpies, all the ones that you guys were just complaining about in the last episode. Okay, Kyle was complaining. So, I uh, so, Kevin, I think we, we lost you for, at, at two different parts of that that voicemail there, but I'm going to cobble together the parts that we, we did here. Uh, and thank you. Thank you very much for the voicemail. I got the gist. <laughs> yeah. I think we both got the gist. Uh, but we hope that you had some good luck with Bug Out. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And thank you time. for the Braviaries. I did yes. many of them. I did get Shinies. I, I'm sure one of my Shinies was from one of your raids. I did many of them. <laughs> yes, I appreciated all of those. I, I did far too many we talked about this already in the show i don't yeah. want to relive my shame uh but yes it was it was very nice thank you so 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 much we appreciate it um all right this next voicemail is from nicholas hello go guest uh it's nicholas here um i'm 12 years old and i'm from belgium and i uh, just want to let you know that uh it was a fantastic pokemon go day today first in the uh, morning i um i got a shiny mega Scissor, it is now my buddy, and I'm gonna level it up to best buddy and level 50. Nice. Secondly, I was playing on two phones when I was walking with my dog, with my mother, and um, I hatched a 100% uh, Porygon, and now I'm really pissed because I can trade it. I mean, I can trade it, but it won't stay 100%. Um, and I just wanted to Baby. say to the GoCast podcast that I, I, I love you guys, and I um, hope I will uh, listen lots of times. And uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to let you know you have a very cool show, and I think it's really um, stupid that I don't live in America, so I can go to um, the events you organize. So uh, yeah. Until the next time.
Well, Nicholas, thank you so much for sending that in all the way from Belgium. Hope you put the extra postage on that voicemail. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, no, but thank you so much for for uh, sending something in. Uh, it's great to hear from you. I love hearing from uh, trainers, first of all, around the world and then um, from all different types of age groups. So thanks very much. Appreciate that. You check two boxes. <laughs> uh, but it sounds like, yeah, you're killing it in Pokemon Go. I'm a little jealous of your uh, shiny Scyther. I, I had to hunt mine down. Um I still don't have one, so I'm still trying. So I'm yeah, jealous. It's a hard one. It's a hard one to get. But anyway, sorry about that Hundo Porygon that you can't do anything with. But, you know, <laughs> something, something, two phones, karma, something, something, something. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's a game. We all love this game, but it can be real frustrating sometimes for sure. But uh, thanks again for the voicemail. And we have one more voice file. It's on a voicemail. It's something that uh, Jamal actually sent me, our good friend over at the Spotters podcast. Thank you, Blame Jamal. Here you go. Hey, guys. This is your boy, Blame Jamal, and I'm checking in for... Team Voicemail! I know I'm like three episodes late, but this is big. <laughs> 200 episodes? Hey, you guys did it. 200 I am so proud of you. I can't believe it. This is awesome. I started listening during the 500 raids of summer, and I never thought you would make it. And you did. And I'm still here listening. We got to hang out in Seattle. The only thing we cool. didn't do was we didn't enjoy any Malort together. Oh, We've got to fix that. Looking forward to getting with you guys again. And it was so awesome. And I'm going to keep listening. And here's to another 100 episodes. Jamal, thank you so, so, so much. One of the best things about the Wayspotters podcast is the amount of production that Jamal puts into like these skits, these fun clips and stuff like that. And I feel honored. We got a personal one from Jamal. Jamal is great. If you haven't listened to Wayspotters, you should head over and give it a listen uh, mm -hmm. i love all the skits that jamal does jamal it's great lachlan it's uh six foot two six foot seven sorry likes to likes to pick everybody up so he does <laughs> he great hug he does yeah i was about to say i don't want us to just say nice things about jamal even though he deserves all the nice things we've also got to give a little bit of love to lachlan as well but he's the he's the he's the token australian right that's that's what everyone's established every every good podcast sorry lord up has a token australian um i'm just kidding no 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 but yeah i know he's there for flavor it's so funny because uh lachlan lachlan and jamal are very different people on a, a lot of different levels but they have a lot of love for you know, the Wayfarer community and that you need to listen to their show. If you haven't, it's, it's magic. It's really great. Anyway, thank you everybody for sending the voicemails and all that good, good, good stuff. We do have some emails as well. I will say up front, we have so many emails. So, so, so many, everybody was like, let's write an email this week. And we love it. That being said, this is already a really long episode. So we will probably not do all of them. And we'll probably save some for a mailbag or next episode. So if you're like, but my email, don't worry. I got it. We'll just get there. <laughs> okay. All right. So speaking of emails, Kyle, you want to take us away? Our first emails from Paul BD. And they said, yesterday I wrote you bemoaning that every time I tried to use the daily incense, I got interrupted by a phone call. This morning at 530 AM, my dog started to scratch on the door, wanting to do her business. As I groggily opened the door, I quickly realized this was finally my chance to use the incense to its full extent. 
with about five minutes left on the incense, this happened. It's the attached photo of a Galarian Zapdos caught, not just not just there in the wild. I guess my tantric experience with the daily incense paid off. Sorry, not sorry for a long email. Bow down to my Galarian mastery, JK, <laughs> Paul BD. I will bow so, down to your Galarian mastery. I don't have one yet. I, I definitely was expecting the direction of this email to be five minutes to go. And you got a phone call <laughs> ah! at 5.40 in the morning. As like a Galarian bird spawned on your screen oh, or God. when you came back, you saw the model, but it was gone. You couldn't click on it. Uh, oh, trash. One of those two. But congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. That's incredible. It's funny seeing some people. I, I've been hopping in a couple of Pokemon Go PvP streams and people in their matches when they go up against somebody who has like a galarian zapdos and they're like oh come on <laughs> just yeah. like just scream and they're just like oh are you serious how there's always one how unlucky can i be yeah anyway thank you for the email paul bd the next one is from wang j chen and they said hello gentlemen this is wang j chen what are your thoughts on this event idea it would be an ash ketchum themed event the spawns would be every pokemon that has ever been on ash's team Five-star rays would be the clone Pokemon and armored Mewtwo. I'm already in for that. The rest of the event could be awful. I just want that, please. There will be one photobomb encounter a day where you will encounter Ash Hat Pikachu. The shinies for the event would be all the unique shinies Ash caught or encountered, like the Pink Butterfree, his Noctowl, and the Crystal Onyx. A special research encounter will grant you Ash Greninja. Dusk Form Lycanroc will be released. And finally... The Ash Ketchum pose will be released, which will consist of turning your hat backwards and show the peace sign. I'm sure there are other Ash-centric things that I'm missing. That's all I can come up with for now, though. Shiny vibes all, Wing J. Chen. It's a solid event. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Get the Pokemon company to agree to it, and we're all down. Like, I do yep. the whole thing just for the Ash Ketchum pose, not going to lie. I would, too. That'd be really, really cool. <laughs> um, it'd be also really neat if they put... Like the spawn pool was, you know, members of his team that are not as rare as some other ones might be. Uh, it'd be cool if they did like, you know, what what are, what's one of the Pokemon that got stuck in its middle evolution? There's like one or two of them that never well, evolved I'm, past. I mean, Bulbasaur, he, he had an Ivysaur and that was it. I don't think it ever became a Venusaur. I didn't know it became an Ivysaur. I thought it was th- always Bulbasaur. I'm pretty sure it evolved because Squirtle's the one that stayed Squirtle forever, isn't it? Yeah, I thought Bulbasaur did as well. Maybe I'm misremembering, hmm. but we need to rush up on our Ash Ketchum history. I mean, yeah. on, on the same note, I didn't know until like maybe three or four months ago that Ash had a Noctowl that was shiny in one yep. season. And they basically just didn't talk about it. They didn't. No, they were just like, look at this. And I'm like, how do you how can you do that? Like, what? Yeah. What? How can yep. you not talk about that? All the I mean, time. The shinies were in each of the games and they didn't talk about them forever until very, very recently. So, yeah, but. That's because they're all computers in the game. If somebody sees a different colored Pokemon in real life, you're going to call it out every single time. There's a character in the anime that's a shiny hunter. Yeah. So, hey, you know, thank you for the email. Great event idea. All around, lots of awesome ideas and details. I would love to see Crystal Onyx in the game for sure. I want a pink Butterfree. Yeah, me too. With the scarf and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Next email is from Oliver. They said, my name is Oliver. I'm 10 years old. I play Pokemon Go with my dad in New Zealand. I'm level 41 Team Mystic, and my dad is level 42 Team Instinct. Wow. My favorite Pokemon are Glissopod, Caesar, Heracross, Fortress, 
Giratine I, Giratine O. Let's go. Miss Magius, Chandelure, Golurk, Gartrop, Tyrantrum, and Haxorus. It's a good, it's a good collection of Pokemon right there. My Alola medal is at 32. How are yours looking? My Master League veteran medal is at 227. What are yours at? We'll take a pause here. There's a little more, but let's uh, let's go over that super quick. Chris, Alola medal. It's been a long time since we did a medal check. 35. 37. Oh, nice. I don't know what I'm missing. What have I not evolved? Uh, I'm missing five currently, counting the Ultra Beasts that were at the other GoFests. I haven't evolved an Incineroar or a Primarina yet. What? Yeah, I, I, I just I haven't done it. And I haven't evolved my Jengmo O's either. I've had several of them. So that's two more I could get there. I have the second stage, but I don't have enough candy for the third. I don't have a female Salandite, so I don't have a Salazzle. Oh. And I haven't done Vicavolt yet just because I haven't gone and done it. Oh, I also have not done Vicavolt. Um, and then there's the two uh, Ultra Beasts that are out that we don't have yet. If we're talking about like, what if your dex was perfect? Oh, I was talking more about the shadows that I can see currently. Oh, well, can't help you there. Yep. Oh, Comfe is another one that we're we're missing as a, oh, as yeah. a group too. Dang it. Dang it. Okay, what, what was the other medal that we want to look at? Master League Veteran? Master League Veteran. Mine's at probably like 15. 67. 40. <laughs> Man, I don't like Master League. <laughs> I, it's awful. It's terrible. I just don't. I just don't like it. It's it's just so two-dimensional to me. I just uh it's whatever. That's okay. But you know what I do love about this email the most is then you can tell that Oliver listens because Giratine Ah and Giratine O. Yeah. 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 Love it. That joke and fish like is, I think, my favorite things to have come out. Oh, and I was told there'd be no math. Those are my I was told there'd be no math is, yeah, my my favorite thing too. There's the rest of the email though. Do you know of anyone who has traveled internationally on a Pokemon Go Fest and therefore been able to play two days in a row? I'm traveling from New Zealand to America on August 27th, which is the Go Fest finale. And I'm hoping to be able to play both on the day I leave and the day I arrive because of the time zone change. Shiny vibes all. P.S. Sorry for the long email. However. So I don't know anybody specifically about GoFest, but we did get an answer about spotlight hour in the same regard Mm -hmm. in that once your account has been flagged as starting an event, you can do the duration of that time period and then it will end at that time zones proper stop time yeah and it will not start again yeah so they they have some way of flagging the accounts based on when it started and where you were versus where you currently are now does that apply to certain ticketed events we're not entirely sure the ticketed mechanic might change that but the, the closest, nearest thing that we have for reference, like Kyle was saying, is the spotlight hour situation. So I would probably just go safe and bet that that's the case. So if you have a chance to do half of the event in one time zone or half the event in another time zone, I would really ask yourself which one you would prefer to do. And yeah, which one will you be able to be more maybe focused on? Right. Right. So, uh, well, we hope that your flight is short and then you get a chance to experience the event. But what a good question. Thank you very much for writing in, Oliver. Appreciate it. This next email is from Starman. Hello, GoCasters. I'm a bit behind and just listened to the 200th episode. 
Congrats for reaching 200. Haven't been a listener for long, but your podcast is incredibly impressive. Oh, man. <laughs> and I'm not surprised you've made it to 200 episodes. Here's to 200 more. That's more optimism than I was looking for in any email. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, I wanted to reply to an email you read from Kilted Kiram regarding gyms with a story of my own. Apologize in advance for the length of the email. <laughs> Since Go came out, I have had the luck of living or working in several downtown areas. I have always enjoyed battling in gyms. Yes, even during the days of stacking six blissies. And I went out of my way to attack every gym within view of my home. It was during these early days I discovered what I will forever call the perfect gym. Nestled in a private neighborhood, this gym was located on top of a fountain in the middle of a private lake. Honestly, I have no idea how it got there, as I was one of the few brave souls willing to brave the no trespassing signs to get to the gym and take it. For context... This private neighborhood was right next to a downtown area, less than five minutes from my home. I would take the gym on a Monday, leave a Pokemon in there, and probably not get it back for the next two weeks. It was amazing. I was raking in gold hand over fist, and I was easily clearing the gym battler medal. I made it to gold basically off of this one gym alone. Then it happened. The first big gym update. Gone were the days of stacking blissies and grinding through gyms. I played even more than before as gyms became more accessible. Cue the sad music as I returned to my perfect gym location to find it was gone. <laughs> my adult brain admits it was probably for the best as the location was not accessible to the average player, but my inner child's brain is still reeling from the emotional damage of losing my perfect gym. TLDR, I had the perfect gym location where my Pokemon would be able to stay for weeks, but Niantic removed it with the big gym update. Sorry for the long email, Starman. <laughs> uh, oh it's sorry tragic yeah what a tale of woe my goodness this is this is also a perfect moment for me to share a story that i was telling with chris last night in the exact same vein of pokemon staying in a gym forever mm -hmm. my gym's not in an out-of-the-way place my gym is at my dad's house at a local park it used to be a pokestop you know they added a bunch more pokestops it became a gym when it became a gym, I couldn't hold it for more than maybe two or three hours at a time unless it was overnight. Somebody came and cleared it out every single time. <laughs> People want that gold gym badge. Every, I don't, were they, I, was it consistently the same person clearing you out? No, it was both Valor and Mystic. Two, That's weird. And they weren't even the same people every time. I checked the names and I'm like, who are you? Should have kept like a log. I've wa I wa I'd watch their cars pull up take the gym and then drive away and then i would take it back because i'm you know, sitting right there <laughs> muttering under your breath yeah i'm like i'm not even gonna waste my time with the berries right now <laughs> and now here we are i don't it's been probably three years since it became a gym if i put a pokemon in it it's there for a week mm -hmm. i currently have a hundred cp shadow wabafet in that gym for almost six days right now Holding down the fort. Really? <laughs> hey, he's taking the berries, and I'm getting uh, some small amount of time towards that gym defender medal, too. Value. Value, value, value. We love yeah, it. Yeah, I just need, like, what, 12,000 more hours of defending? Dude, I'm so glad I didn't have to do that one for my platinum medals. I started, and I was like, I'm not getting anywhere. It's, uh, it's frustrating <laughs> to try to actually do on purpose that medal. I need 10,300 hours. <laughs> oh man, dude. Uh, ugh. Which just okay. 
want to point out how actually absurd it is because this one Pokemon holding for five days is only 120 hours. Which is I, a good return. A really, really return. good. Like, yeah. yeah, you need to hold like 200 gyms like this to get this medal. It's yep. crazy. Yeah. But anyway, thank you very much for the email, Starman. Appreciate it. And, and God bless you and you enjoying the gym system. We need people like you because it ain't us. <laughs> for our last email... It's from Miles, and they said, hello, this is Miles. I'm a brand new GoCast listener. I started listening on episode 199 and have been ever since. Question for both of you. What is the segment you like most in each episode? I just recently participated in my first community day, Galarian Zigzagoon. I don't regret it. I listened to your podcast the whole community day. Sorry for the long email and shiny vibes all. P.S. Bonus question for both of you. What's the one Pokemon you don't have that you want the most? Miles. Okay, so first question. What, what segment do we like the most in each episode? Probably PvP Corner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be the political answer, wouldn't it? <laughs> okay, so while I do have undying appreciation and love for both DeFi-E and Fish and their segment, because I listen through it every week as well when I put the show together. Fish edits it, but I listen through and just make sure as a second pass, right? I love it. It's a highlight for me because it's like i get to listen to a private little podcast before anybody else does it's a fun experience but i think if we kind of look at this show holistically i think one of my favorite segments throughout the entire thing has been pokepole uh because we've gotten some of the most incredible responses from people for rather benign questions and questions that i think will be absolute bangers get like two word responses it's just yeah. an adventure <laughs> every week it is it's always fun it's like how do we ask this question to make sure that people give us the full story and not just the right. start of the story right we we've gotten very good at copywriting because of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah but the other question is what's the one pokemon you don't have that you want the most well can it be a Pokemon that's not out and go yet? <laughs> I'm hoping so, because that's what my answer is, too. Okay, well, good, because if that's the case, my answer is Age Slash, because I'm oh, waiting forever. Okay. I mean, I, I do want Larvesta, obviously, but oh, man. I, I was just thinking about this. I'm like, is there anything else? I really want Score Bunny in the game, man. Oh, okay. I love Score Bunny. Yeah. I, I'm, just, I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that Age Slash gets a good final move set because it can be a monster and go battle league mm -hmm, open mm -hmm. go battle league so i'm really hoping and also it's shiny in like three years when we get it it's so good three <laughs> i hope i hope it's in three years not in like one i hope it takes that long i really do <laughs> <laughs> well that's good because it means we're still playing the game right so um i have one question for you before we move on to wrapping up the show here so we don't have the starters from galar yet we don't have score bunny sable grookey right mm -hmm. there is a new main series game coming out in november it's real close do you think we will see paldean pokemon before we see galarian starters in the game i think we will see paldean forms before we see galarian starters for sure so you don't think we'll see the starters, but we'll probably see like the Wooper. There's no chance we don't get Wooper when the game comes out in November. Yeah. There's okay. no chance. I agree. I think so too. Based on what we know about the promotional tactics they use and, yeah. and stuff, the crossovers they do, that would make the most sense. And I'm sure there's more Paldean 
forms that we don't know about yet that we'll probably get a couple. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Anyway, so dear listener, that is going to be the end of the show for us here. There are so, so, so many great emails that we didn't have time to visit uh, this episode. So like I said before, We'll either do the next episode or a mailbag. One of the two. Not quite sure yet. <laughs> but if you would like to send us an email just like these fine folks did, you can by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. If you'd like to send us a voicemail, you can by calling 262-586-7717. Or if you're international or you you know just don't want to use a phone and would rather record on your computer, you can email us a, a voice file as well. That works. So feel free to do that. Yep. All right, you can visit our website for all things GoCast Podcast, gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. We have other social media accounts, we just don't really use them. Twitter's the way to go. You can help support us on Patreon monetarily. That's P A T R E O N.com forward slash gocastpodcast. And speaking of patrons, shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons. Thank you to Bo, Daniel, Andrew, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Ben, Marvin, and Mimi Sports. Sue and Ryan Thayer, Jason, Justin, Charles, Moders, Lee, William, Brandon, Ethan, and Steven. Thank you so, so, so much for your patronage and your uh, confidence in our show. You're really helping keep the digital lights on. But if you want to help support the show non-monetarily or in addition to a patron pledge, I suppose, please leave us a review. It's free, easy, and not time-consuming, and it is really, really important for us and the growth of the show. We appreciate you in advance. Okay, Kyle, last thing we got to do here is set some goals. What's going on this week, man? Anything before we record next? Nope. Okay. Not, not that I know <laughs> of, at least. All right. I'm going to say uh, I'm going to do 200 more trades because I'm, I'm working on that. Else? How many more trades? 200. 200, okay. Man, what else is even going on? What's going on? Some more progress. On my shiny Gengar best buddy. Okay. We only have a couple of days, so I'm not really going to give a number, I think, because I want to do the math right now. Okay. Uh, so just those two for the next two days or three days? Yeah, I think so. There's me. just like, there's not enough. There's not enough happening right now. I don't even know how much I'm going to play before we record no, next. I think, I think this is a good sort of like lull period because next week when we record, we're going to be setting our goals for the finale event. So yeah, this is, this is good. Um, for myself, I'm also only setting two goals. I want to finish my level 49 challenges, which is like 50 more excellent throws, essentially. And uh, 500,000 experience, because I'm going to be focusing on experience really hardcore until I hit 50, which might be done next month if I'm good about it. You think you're going to get 12 million in the next three weeks? It's definitely so? going to... Well, at the end of next month, you know, okay, four weeks. Yeah, it, I don't know. I don't, it my it was originally a goal for the end of the year, but I want to see how much earlier I can do that. We'll see. Okay. Anyway, dear listener, thank you so much for listening. Like I said before, and uh, thank you for listening all the way through to the end. That's the show, Kyle. How do you feel about it? Good, approved, tired. All right, I'll take yeah, that. I got That's things to go good. do now for the rest of the day. It's ah! weird. <laughs> weird. Instead of you know, I'm gonna go relax. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna go uh, take the dog out and let's play Destiny two for three hours. But no, not 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 now. You got stuff to do. All right. Until next time, dear listener. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Bye.